Hello and hey there. Do you have a preferred popsicle? What is your favorite MCU movie? What is your go-to Gatorade flavor? I've been drinking a lot of this at this week. I have been sick, so ugh. Uh, this is the Top 5 Podcast, where nothing is off limits and everyone is wrong, even when we think we are right. I'm your host, Tom Blockhart, and with me as always is... Eric Shane. Hey, Tom. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just, I have this cough that just won't go away. And I, oh, I forgot we were, we were going to do our NPR voices for this. Oh, week. Yes. 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 Hello. How are you doing this week? I am well. Thank you, Thomas. How are you? I am doing all right, but not great. <laughs> we don't have the vocabulary anymore. for this. Let's move, let's, <laughs> yes. let's move on quickly. Let's move on to somebody who is not quiet at all ever. Zachary Hancourt. <laughs> I'm you quiet at times. More, you could have been more animated with that. Come on. <laughs> nah, I'm quiet at times. I, 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 I don't think I talk that much. No, you don't. I talk a lot. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, you talk, I talk a, lot. a lot. But I enjoy when you talk. Otherwise, I wouldn't be on this podcast with you all the time. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So what have you guys been up to? Anything? I am training for a bike ride to Portland, the Seattle Ooh. Portland bike ride. So I've just been riding my bike a lot, putting a ton of miles in, and that's great. It's always fun, uh, especially yet that the sun is coming out now, and it's pretty awesome. Uh, but your birthday is in a couple days, and by the it time is. this episode is out, uh, I think I'll probably post it on your birthday. So Yeah, it, it, it it's on Wednesday, and I will be at the Mariners game, where I got an email today that they're going to – they have a present for me at the Mariners game, but not, not for my birthday. They have a gift for me. Because I'm a season ticket holder, I, they just happen to be giving it to me on my birthday because no, I'm going to the game. And it's just like, oh, neat. Do you, do you know what it is? <laughs> no clue. Just uh, you go through the uh, the season ticket holder entrance and then you say, hey, you got a gift for me. And then they give it to you and we'll see what it is. Neato. Yeah. Neato Skeeto. Apparently it pays off to be a season ticket holder. I like it. I think I didn't get any of this last year. It's just like sweet. And you know what I'm going to have at the stadium? Lots of delicious food. <laughs> Segway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Real smooth there, Tom. Real smooth. <laughs> uh, so I went through the first 30 years of my life as one of those people who said, I don't know how to cook. Uh, I could make some eggs. I could throw some cheese on top of chips and call, call it cooking. <laughs> we all know it's not. Um, and then I met my lovely wife and the great thing about my wife is she said, I'm not going to accept that. I can't cook shit. Like why you have never tried to cook. How do you know if you can't? And I was like, you know what? You're right. And I started with small things like chicken and steak, things you just throw in a pan. Basically, there's a lot more things you can do to those. But for the most part, salt, pepper, throw in a pan for some meats. And it's like, OK, you cook something. Mm. So then I moved into making full meals where I'm making sides and everything. And then after that, I went to I'm making advanced things like beef Wellington, that thing that's real difficult to do. Um, so we can all cook to a certain level, but what are your go-tos? Uh, today we are going to discuss our top five homemade meals. These are meals that you make at home and you just, they're your meals. You know how to make them. You know how to make them the best of your ability. Uh, as usual, we didn't discuss our list with each other. Uh, we are just few dudes who like to discuss nonsense and I'm going to start us off here with my first one, which is uh, something that me and my wife started making the last couple years during the summertime because it's nice and refreshing. And that is a cucumber watermelon salad. Mm. Uh, it goes with just about everything. And all it is is you got cucumbers, you got watermelon. Those are givens. They're in the title. Uh, and then you got some fresh cilantro, lime juice, and then you do a little sprinkle like salt bay of uh, Maldon salt onto it. Mm. You, you, you can do it that way if you want to. I mean, it's, it makes it more fun when you do. Uh, and we have that with tacos. We have that with steak, 
We have it with just about everything during the summer because it's nice and refreshing and delicious. It really doesn't take that much to put together. You just cut some stuff up, throw it in a bowl. Mm-hmm. It's real easy. Um, I suggest everyone eats it. It's delicious and nutritious. <laughs> it's nice. nutritious? It's very nutritious. You sure about that? Yeah, it's just vegetables <laughs> just <kidding>. and fruits. <laughs> oh, and chocolate sauce, of course. Chocolate sauce on it? I'm joking. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it would I, be awful. I love cucumbers. I love watermelon. And I think they're so light and crispy. And they just accent anything very well, especially on a nice summer day, too. So that would be delicious. Um, I'm a sucker for a good salad. I think that that would be a, a lovely way to start your meal or just on the side if you're eating like a burger mm. or something like that. So, you know, it doesn't feel as heavy. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I, love I do like salad a lot, too. So there's there's a bunch. But I didn't think I didn't think about putting something like that on there because I think salads are easy to make. But if I guess if you do it right and it's simple, because some of my choices are pretty easy to make, too. But if you do it with grace and it comes out delicious, then hell yeah. And you got to do the salt bay. I mean, he I don't makes think good food, right? I don't think I've ever done the salt bay in my life. Uh, I, ref- I refuse to follow trends. <laughs> I've done it jokingly many times. <laughs> oh, well, I can imagine. What type of salt do you use? Uh, just Maldon salt. Um, oh, okay. That's the good stuff to me, at least. Mm-hmm. That's also usually what I use to salt my uh, my steaks when I cook them. Well, there you go. But now I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. Don't you just end up getting salt ev- absolutely everywhere when you do it like that? I mean, you get a big bowl for the salad, so you kind of can get a lot of it in there when it comes to salad. If you're doing that with like normal stuff, yeah, salt's going to get everywhere. <laughs> okay. But that's the well, whole I point don't... of Salt Bay is to get salt everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the rules of these things. <laughs> sure you do. Okay. I know the rules to a lot of stuff, but not that. I noticed with my selections that I went immediately the opposite of what your first choice was. I don't have a whole lot of great, like, light and, you know, light and refreshing meals for (laughs) summer. I don't have that. I have real heavy stuff to no one's surprise. And I'm going to start off with a classic spaghetti. Just good old fashioned classic spaghetti. That's right. Nothing special about spaghetti. It's just that we're talking about homemade and it is the epitome of home cooking, you know, or at least it is for me. That's what I think. That's like the first thing I think of when home cooking. I've had spaghetti at restaurants before, but I'm sorry. It's never as good as when it's homemade ever. Um, Like I, this is one of those things where nostalgia kind of blends with economics a little bit, I think, because it's, it is really cheap to make and it's really filling and it's really tasty. And that's why your grandma made it so much, you know? So even uh, even when it's made with home, like the pre-made sauce, it's still really good. But far and away, the best spaghetti is when you make your own meat sauce. That is tasty. So I end up using a pound of grass-fed beef and a pound of Italian sausage. Okay? Mm. Yeah, you get it. You get them up in the links, cut the link, cut them out there, mix it all up in there. Pound of Italian sausage, pound of grass-fed beef. Uh, it's fatty. That's fine. It's good. I brown it up, splash a little white, little uh, wine vinegar in there to kind of deglaze. Then I throw in uh, uh, a can of tomato paste and I cook that in there for a couple of minutes. That's always a good idea to cook in the tomato paste for a couple of minutes. That's a relatively recent thing I learned because <laughs> I, you know, I'm about as talented as anybody else when it comes to this, which is to say not at all. But uh, I did not. You'll notice say I did not drain the fat because uh, no. <laughs> No, 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 no. That's where all the flavor is. That's where we're keeping the flavor in this. Okay. Um, so anyway, I cook in the tomato paste. I throw in a, a can of tomato sauce, big, big can of it, big can of uh, crushed tomatoes, throw that in there. And then um, I'll throw in uh, some Italian seasoning, a few cloves of crushed garlic. Crushed is always preferable from as far as I'm concerned when it comes to this. It just releases more flavor. Two or three bay leaves, a um, little bit, little bit of salt. No, I don't do the salt bay because I'm just going to get salt everywhere. Man, will yell at me. Uh, <laughs> bring it up to a boil, then lower it to a simmer. Simmer it for a couple hours. Let those flavors really kind of get to know each other, you know, and stir every 20 minutes or so and 20, 30 minutes. And just, just mwah, money. Perfect. Uh, just cook up your noodles like normal. And maybe if you remember to get some garlic bread, like, you know, I always forget to get the garlic bread because <laughs> I'm dumb. Uh, and I would be the only one who eats it. Mandy isn't going to eat it, but I, I love it. But anyway, if you have that on there, man, it's perfect home cooked meal. How, how do you go wrong with that? 
Do you mix it up with different types of noodles? Not usually. I mean, I can, but I like I like Sketty the way it is. I like Sketty. Sketty. Yes, I call it Sketty. I remember. I remember vividly one time when Eric was working at this uh, casino. And <laughs> oh boy, here he, we go. <laughs> he he was uh, describing a sandwich to us, and he was talking about it. So the sandwich has spaghetti and meatballs, and it's sandwiched in between two pieces of French bread, and it's called spaghetti about it. Spaghetti about it. <laughs> so every Such time I I think of Eric, and every time I do my impression of Eric, I go spaghetti about it. And it's and to me in my head it sounds exactly like Eric. So <laughs> I accept to, your judgment. And to be fair, that was a very good sandwich. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. It's it's I could have used a little more sauce because bread gets so dry. But yeah, um, it's spaghetti, spaghetti and meatballs is a classic. For me, I do like to mix it up with noodle choice uh, and. With the sauce, everyone knows I'm not a big garlic fan, so sometimes I have to get the garlic and onion-free kind, which they do sell. Um, I like Rao's pasta sauce a lot, R-A-O, mm-hmm. and that one is delicious, but yeah, some Italian sausage, some beef. You could do some tofu in there if you wanted to. You could do vegetarian, like just put some uh, roasted veggies instead, and it's just so good. Or like a big fat meatball right in the middle of it. Oh, man. Yeah, that's um, that's good eating right there. Hell yeah, it is. Yep, good eating. I love I, you know, spaghetti's a good go to. Again, not you know, summertime's a little, little heavy, but hey, whatever. Yeah. So in, in a pinch, you're like, oh, I'm gonna eat this. Like if somebody is like, hey, I'm making spaghetti tonight, I'm like, oh, sweet. Sounds good. It's also me. A, a great like weeknight food. It doesn't take long to make spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you can I, I I talk about simmering the you know the sauce for two hours, but you don't really have to do that if you don't want. I just think the longer you let it simmer, the better it's going to taste. I'll tell you that. There's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of pre-made pre-made sauces that are also still really good. So, well, I think the best thing about these types of cheap uh, meals or these quick meals is you can really jazz them up by a few simple ingredients and just yeah. by taking care and time into things. I mean, Tom can attest to this most or not most food. All food needs fat, salt, acid, and heat to be mm-hmm. able to essentially yeah. taste good and unlock the potential of what it is. So you could literally jazz up anything. Top ramen you could jazz up. So, I, I mean, if you let it simmer for a little yeah. bit and then top it with some fresh cut basil or something like that. Oh, man, sounds amazing. Well, I appreciate you bringing up the fact that, sorry, I didn't mean, I, just, I appreciate you bringing up the fact that you could choose to jazz these up if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of the problem when you're trying to learn how to do these things, mm-hmm. that you run across these recipes with these people who are so desperate to impress everybody. So you've got 4,000 ingredients in there you don't need. Yeah. And it's like, I just want to learn how to make that food. <laughs> that's all. Just I take ingredients it- out. Like if, if it's, if, if they're like, you need to get, eye of coriander milk from a goat and i'm like what i don't even know what that is those are five different things and i will not get that so i leave it out there, there's a guy down on the corner that i get that from all the time <laughs> he has a goat yeah <laughs> right on 99 it's, del- it's delicious but it costs you don't a have a goat guy <laughs> you don't have a goat guy who doesn't have a goat guy i can get you a toe by three o'clock this afternoon you need a okay. goat guy amateurs man <laughs> um yeah so good choice so- I, I i agree with you forget about it Forget about it, indeed. <laughs> well, that leads me to mine because I will start with my first dish. It is also a pasta dish. However, I am very partial to the uh, Bonza chickpea pasta because it has fewer carbs and I believe it tastes better. Reheating it isn't always the best because it soaks up so much of the water. So you kind of have to rehydrate it a little bit before you reheat it. But uh, what I make is a pesto pasta. Pesto is a newer sauce for me. Uh, I've known about it forever, but I get kind of weird with with a lot of uh, basil and 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 oil and garlic and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I I had pesto two years ago on pizza and it blew my mind. I was hooked. I felt like a crack addict and I've never done crack before. So apologize to all the crack addicts out there. But um, I was gobbling that thing up. And so Trader Joe's has this delicious vegan pesto where they don't use Parmesan cheese, they use cashews. Um, dollars to donuts, it is far and away better than any pesto that they put out there. I think it's so damn good. I don't know what makes it better. I mean, probably the cashews, but it's so tasty. So what I do 
is I cook the chickpea pasta, I air fry some tofu, uh, I season it with something simple like lemon, salt, pepper, and then maybe some, I don't know, uh, some sort of seasoning, just depending on what I have in my cabinet. Um, and then I air fry some veggies, or you can just roast some veggies. So you can do broccoli is always really good to have in it. Uh, you could do carrots. Um, zucchini is great for it as well. And uh, just kind of your, your mix of veggies. Um, always get some heirloom tomatoes or some little cherry tomatoes and and roast those briefly. So they kind of start to to curl up a little bit and to kind of uh, blacken a little bit and then toss that in with the pasta, toss one heaping scoop of vegan pesto or to your taste and then sprinkle it with Parmesan. Oh man, it is so good. And it hits the spot every time. I always have leftovers. I love reheating it. It's just, it's one of those things. It's like spaghetti, except I jazz it up a little bit. And I, with my spice rack in my cabinet, I can just Pick, pick and choose things and be like, let me try this. Let me put hot sauce in here. See if this works. Oh, that doesn't work. So. Uh, hot sauce is always I, fun to play with. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I recently realized that I like pesto because uh, Whitney sent me something on Instagram that was like a sandwich that got made that had like cheese and some uh, prosciutto and stuff like that. And the base was pesto. And I was like, eh, I'll try to make that. And I went and got some pesto and I put it on the sandwich and I bit into it. And I was like, wait, this is what pesto tastes like. Cause mm-hmm. I know I've had pesto before, but for some reason my brain never like connected it to being as delicious as it is. And now I just want to try like all the pestos. The problem is, is I have a wife that has a nut allergy. So I have to be very specific with the type of pasta or the pesto that I can get. So I have to read each label and be like, okay, pine nuts nuts in this. You're gone. God damn it. It's, I think it's mostly pine nuts. Um, yeah, it's always pine nuts, nuts, basil oil and cheese, I believe. Yeah. Um, but the vegan pesto, well, it has cashews in it. So yeah, yeah, she can't, (laughs) she's kind of SOL then, I guess. Yeah, you almost had me until you said the cashew thing. I was like, ah, so close. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer because I'm with you too. The pesto renaissance is real. Um, I've had it on pizzas, on on sandwiches too, like that. I've had it on eggs, uh, like an omelet. Oh my god, it was good. <laughs> I don't even. I don't know what what happened. I don't know why I waited so long to try it, but I was just blown away. And I prefer it over red sauce or a barbecue sauce on a pizza. Pesto is just so good. It's it's phenomenal. And so that's why I love making this pasta dish. Um, and I forgot an ingredient. So I, I always like to put an acid into my food. So you do like a lemon or a lime, uh, something like that. And those are just the easiest plus that makes it taste better. When you squeeze lime, or I'm sorry, when you squeeze lemon on the pasta, it really just gives it that zesty taste that counter counterbalances like the the saltiness of the Parmesan and then kind of just the basil heavy pesto flavor um it's a really nice balance and so i always put lemon on there too it's delicious i guess the pesto revolution is one that's missed me so far i haven't got there yet oh man i'm a red sauce all day long baby next time you go to mod pizza uh i would definitely just give it a shot like just try it um it's oh god it's so good sure yeah 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 i'll give it a shot there you go never All right, party pooper. Well, you know what? I think I'm going to keep this this pasta train rolling, uh, but I'm going with an Asian pasta, and that's udon noodles. Um, I actually didn't start eating them till about two months ago, uh, but the dish that I'm about to tell you, I've already made three times in the past two months, and I think I'm going to keep making it. Uh, It's from a YouTuber that I watch, Joshua Weissman. I've also got his cookbook. Uh, he does a lot of, uh, better than like fast food places where he makes their food, but better. Uh, but this is just one of his recipes. And so you take udon noodles, you cook them and then you wash them. You make sure they cool them down. Cause I think, think you're not supposed to overcook them. So you make sure they're nice and cool. You set them aside and then you make the sauce, which is soy sauce, oyster sauce, mirin, shiradashi, which I had to get from Amazon, uh, rice, wine, vinegar, and palm sugar. Make that little sauce. Now you're ready to start making the dish in the wok. Uh, a thing that I learned is you're supposed to oil your wok, heat it up, get rid of the oil, and then put a little bit more oil in there. And I don't know why, but that's the way to do it with your wok. So do it that way. Throw in some uh, ground pork. uh, Let that brown up. Get it as crispy as you want. I like my ground pork 
real crispy, so I cook it for quite a while. I like that crispy flavored deliciousness. Uh, and then you take that out, you throw in mushrooms and an onion that's just kind of roughly chopped up. You stir fry that until it's nice and browned, and then you throw in uh, Napa cabbage, green onions, and cook those up for about a minute or so. Throw the pork back in, throw the noodles back in, put the sauce on top, mix it up, and then you just have a nice little bowl of delicious noodles, pork, and some veggies, and you throw some uh, some white sesame seeds on top, just to make it look pretty. And it's one of the most delicious meals uh, that I I love every time we make it, and I make a lot of it each time, <laughs> uh, where I had to fill like, three separate containers with the leftovers and then those leftovers were gone by the end of the week uh i suggest i i like making asian dishes like it's just a different flavor than i've had and i i just i didn't grow up eating anything but chinese food when it came to asian cultures so mm. i try to make as many asian dishes as i can because they are amazing yeah and they know how to put flavor into food <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I don't have any. I have a bunch of pastas on my list. I don't have any. Uh, let me just double check here. Nope. I don't have any <laughs> Asian recipes on there. Uh, but uh, I, I, I'll just I, I will move on to my the only one that isn't a pasta on here. <clears throat> Udon is fantastic, Tom. I yeah. absolutely yeah, love you it. it first, I, yeah. I, th I think it's a great, uh, great noodle. There's actually this uh, restaurant in, in, uh, where I live and it's called Sen noodle bar. It's just so delicious. And I've been there a bunch of times, um, and have had various dishes from them, but they use a lot of Udon in their dishes and it's, it's comforting because it's just like a big noodle that, you know, you, you can kind of slurp and it's not like, um, pad CU, like those wide yeah. rice noodles that are just too big. It's, big enough and it's like thicker than spaghetti. So I, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, it just, it hits the spot each time. And it just holds on to sauce so well. Like it, it just it like really sticks does. right to it. Now that is a superior noodle. And it needs uh -huh. to be in like uh, some sort of a brothy, you know, dish. Like it needs to be in a bowl. I wouldn't eat udon out of a plate. It'd have, it'd have to have some sort of, yeah, sauce or soupy nature. And it's just to absorb all that. So yeah, I love me some udon. But Eric was going to move on to his next one. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. I'm no. I'm glad you, you. I'm glad you doubled back and you mentioned that with the udon because I didn't have anything to add on udon at all. But uh, there is it came across my TikTok feed the other day, and I was really happy that it did. And it's a song that's been stuck in my head every day, and I had to use it the, the other day for Cinco de Mayo. Uh, we're getting taco shells from the grocery store. And ground beef from the grocery store, and shredded cheese from the grocery store, <laughs> and Ortega sauce from the grocery store. <laughs> and we like lettuce, and we like cheese, and we like tomatoes and sour cream, and we like to pretend we work at Taco Bell, but nobody wants to work at Taco Bell. <laughs> White people taco night. <laughs> it's a dumb. Anyway, no, it's just taco night. Uh, tacos, man. Uh, homemade, homemade tacos. Yes, this is another one of those ones that if you really know what you're doing, I've seen a bunch of videos on, on TikTok, on YouTube, and come across my Twitter feed of folks who have just made these delicious, authentic, awesome, like pulled pork you know, tacos and they, they really go full out. You know, you don't have to do all that. I I'm talking about just the junk food sort of go grab a pound of ground beef and taco seasoning packet and grab whatever fixings you like for your tacos and your taco shells and your tortillas. And again, that's another weeknight meal. That's quick and easy. Uh, and, and, and tasty. I don't know how healthy, maybe you have to go with the ground Turkey there, Zachary. Uh, yeah, <laughs> We've also done it, uh, you know, just tried it out with the, the lettuce wraps and th those are fine. That's 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 a way to do it. That's a great way to explain it. It's fine. <laughs> that's a way to do it. That's yeah. Uh, just sorry. I I love a good veggie taco, too. Uh, I, I, I mean, you, you don't have to be vegetarian to enjoy a veggie taco. I just did a long bike ride on Saturday, stopped at a brewery, uh, never been there before, but they had breakfast tacos and this one had roasted cauliflower. 
with this like spicy green sauce on it. And my God, it was good. I was considering getting another one, but you know, you can't, you can't poo poo a very good veggie taco either, but yeah, the classics are good. Crunchy or soft, do whatever you want. You can make your own double decker if you want. Oh yeah. I have. (laughs) Yeah. Those are fun. (laughs) Messy, but fun. Who doesn't like a taco night? Yeah, and that's the thing is tacos, you can just make the, I take the packet with some ground beef, mix it with some water, and I make tacos, and that's fine. And But you can branch out so much from there where like, hey, why don't you add some tomato paste into that and some 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 of your own seasoning into it, and now you're, you're getting creative. Or like you said, going and doing uh, the pork, like I've done pork shoulder tacos where it's oh it's so good or maybe you, just uh, even oh <laughs> rather than do the taco seasoning packet come up with your own blend of taco seasoning that's authentic yeah. you know find a recipe for that it changed nothing else with the recipe just the the taco seasoning give that there's so many seasoning. things you can do to branch out from tacos it's great <laughs> yes yeah tacos are fantastic you can always mix up your tortillas. You can, yeah, put whatever. Um, it's it's hard to argue. They're one of my favorite foods. I would eat a taco every single night if I could. There you go. You can. <laughs> I can. I choose not to. I've never heard the song Eric sang either. I was like, where's he going with this? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It was just making fun. It's just making fun of like the whole the whole experience. It's just oh. like, <laughs> yes, we're going to make authentic tacos by going to the grocery store and getting all of our things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all of our prepackaged things and yeah. our pre-shredded cheese. All us damn right. white, white people who don't like spices. Ketchup right. is spicy. Right. <laughs> it's like, and I think the, one of the lines that it's like, it's not only it's not only white people, but white people love it the most. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know. I just yeah. thought it was funny. I don't well, know. It's just I thought it was funny. So there it's been stuck in my head. Uh, anyway, it's a good song. Uh, go check it out on YouTube or whatever. Sounds or good. Don't, I don't care. Go eat some tacos. I will. In fact, I think I would eat this probably over a taco because whenever I ask people like on my hikes and just on normal conversations, I always say, what is the one style of food or one food that you can alter? You can do various combinations of what is the one food you would eat for the rest of your life every single day? I always say burritos, specifically, though, burrito bowls. Now, burrito bowls are incredible. Sometimes as I've gotten older, the tortilla has become too much, and I believe in the ingredients, just like a pizza. I believe in the toppings, not the crust. So I like a burrito bowl because you get all of the flavors in one bite, and it's phenomenal. So the beans, the rice, which both are optional. I always put grilled peppers, so red, yellow, and, and green bell peppers, um, orange if they have it as well. Uh Always some salsa, cilantro, and cotija cheese. You have to top it with those things. Always lime. You got to sprinkle lime on it. And you can add meat. You can add tofu. You can add just roasted veggies, some broccoli, some asparagus, some eggplant, whatever you want, and just season the shit out of it. So I have a Trader Joe's chili lime seasoning that I really like to use. There's this elote seasoning that I'll put on vegetables that is fantastic. Um, Basic salt and pepper is just really good, too. But I love to have some spice in there. So I'll put some jalapeno. Um, I'll always have uh, Cholula because Cholula is my favorite hot sauce. But I eat burrito bowls a lot. Um, They're a very easy dish to make. The way I do it, though, like we were talking about, is I put the care in there. So the beans, I might mix the beans up. They might be whole black beans. Then they might be refried black beans. Then I might get a blend of three different types of beans. Then I might get uh, just your standard like Taco Bell refried uh, brown or pinto beans, which still are good in my opinion. But I might sprinkle some cheese in there, too, and stir it up and melt up that cheese. Uh, Possibilities are endless. The rice, too, you can have cauliflower rice, you can have regular rice, you can have uh, basmati, you can have uh, long grain wild rice, anything you want, right? And that's what I love about it so much is they're so simple, they're reasonably healthy for you. Think of like chipotle, but you know, as long as you're not putting too much cheese and other things, and it's so good. And then I use tortilla chips, too, to kind of finish off the final remains of it, man, I'm hungry thinking about it, but yeah, a, a good burrito bowl. I I am pretty awesome at making them. Uh, Candice doesn't. 
I think she gets tired of my cooking because it's the same kind of stuff because I eat for nutrition, not necessarily for taste. But these taste really good. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I agree with you there, but I do like mine in the burrito form. Oh, sure. <laughs> I like I just I just like being able to hold on to my food and just ah, just nod it like an animal. A burrito um, is the most portable food, in my opinion, even more so than like a hot dog or hamburger because it's all self-contained. And so you just if you can unfold it the correct way with the foil, you can walk and eat and not spill anything if you're good enough. Um, on Sunday after I hiked, first thing I got was a fat burrito and it and mm. it was delicious. I was very happy with the tortilla in that sense. Typically, though, I do like a bowl. OK, I'll I'll let it slide this one. Time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I really want a burrito. God damn it. <laughs> I have had ha- since this morning. <laughs> I have yeah. three separate burrito places that I go to. And one of them might be visited tonight. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. But I'm going to move on to my next one, uh, which is my wife's favorite thing that I make for her. And I didn't watch any cooking shows until I met my wife. And I watched a lot of uh, Hell's Kitchen with her. And a dish that's made a lot on there is risotto. Gordon Ramsay is always yelling about the risotto. Something's wrong with it. It's either or it's perfectly cooked, but he's still yelling at you about how perfectly cooked it is. It's great. <laughs> um, so I always thought like, oh, risottos. It, it's like it sounds like it's like the hardest thing in the world to like make and get right. It turns out when someone's not yelling at you, it's actually really easy to make. It takes a little bit of time uh, because all you do is you cook an onion, cook it down so it's nice and soft. And then you throw a boreal rice in there. You toast it for about a minute. You got to toast the rice first. And then all you do for the next 10 to 15 minutes is you ladle in a half a cup of chicken broth at a time and just keep stirring. And once all of it's absorbed, you pour some more in and you just do that over and over again until it's all absorbed into the rice. And then you can do whatever you want with it. I like to make Parmesan, so I throw – at first, when I first made it, I put in just regular powdered Parmesan cheese from the container and then maybe some of the the shaved stuff also from a container. That works fine. But then I started being like, I got to fancy this up. So I got like actual Parmesan and grated it myself and got real serious about it. And it comes out beautiful every time. You can add in mushrooms or whatever you want to it. And you just have a nice, delicious, creamy, cheesy uh, rice dish that Gordon Ramsay would love you for. (laughs) He wouldn't call you a dog or anything like that? Yeah, he wouldn't call you a donkey or call you an idiot sandwich. He would say, I'm proud of you. I will not (laughs) yell at you today. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't had a good risotto in quite a while, but a mushroom risotto is pretty tasty. It's hard to beat if it's done right, too. Oh, I've, I've had quite a few at restaurants where it's like, oh, my God, like I think that I make a good one when I go to a restaurant. It's like, I don't know what they're doing. I know mine's good, but this is outstanding. It's all the bacon fat. <laughs> That's true. I could because see they're the bacon using grease. bacon fat or even like duck fat, probably. Yeah, like, they're uh, using the fats from their kitchen that they use and they save it and they use that for their risotto. That's how they do it. That's yeah. Ugh, you will yeah. never com- out compete a restaurant when it comes to that stuff. They just have way too much stuff on hand, and that's okay. Risotto is delicious, though. I agree. Yeah. I also learned it because I was watching Hell's Kitchen a lot of times. He's always yelling about it, just like you were talking about. Yeah. And we were like, let's try making it. Found the recipe, and yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I never even heard of risotto growing up. I. Yeah, and I have no clue, like, why I never heard of it. Oh, yeah, because we weren't fancy pantses. <laughs> oh, yeah, we grew up in Snohomish. <laughs> Where we don't have a Boreo rice. <laughs> we really don't. Ugh, that great place. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, Eric, what's your third? <laughs> okay. Uh, I have cheesy sausage rotini. So... Cheesy sausage rotini is one of my all-time favorites, uh, and I can't make it too often. I just can't. 
because I just engorge myself on it. It's just so goddamn good. I seriously just want to eat the whole entire pot. Ask Granny next time you see her. She'll she'll tell you the whole. It's really bad. It's just a damn. It's so damn delicious. Look, it's just simple. Three cups of rotini pasta, pound of sliced up Italian sausage links, an onion, can of diced tomatoes, and a quarter cup of uh, balsamic vinaigrette and some cheese. That's really it. That there's nothing to it. It's very very simple. Just cook up the pasta, cook up your sausage, drain the sausage fat, add the onion, add the vinegar, uh, the, the uh, dressing there, cook that for about five minutes, toss it together, mix in your cheese, then serve with more cheese on top. And I like putting hot sauce in there. I like throwing some hot sauce on that bad boy. And I just, I just love it. It's so good. It only takes about 25 minutes to make the whole thing start to finish. So, um, but like I said, I just want to eat the whole damn pot in one sitting. It's just one of those things that it's just <laughs> it hits all the flavor profiles that you're looking for. You know, it's got a little bit of the tang in there. It's got sweet in there with the tomatoes. It's got I, 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 I don't know. It's got that meatiness and chewiness that you look for. It's just perfect. So on a cold on a cold day, it is one of those great, great meals to eat on a summer day. I'm going to eat it anyway, but. <laughs> probably not what you're looking for for a summer meal. Just um, no. It hurts my stomach thinking about it. However, <laughs> I do like cheese and I do like pasta, so it sounds tasty. I mean, yeah. it's got everything you like. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, my, my dad would always make a uh, bow tie pasta with like Parmesan cheese and sausage in it and it was always the best thing ever and i would eat like three bowls of it and i i got the recipe from him and i realized he barely puts anything in here i don't know why it's so delicious it's essentially just pasta cheese and sausage and there's like nothing else it's like oh that's it (laughs) how is this so good oh yeah because those three things are delicious and when you mix them together it's extra delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, you know, we grew up in an era of hamburger helper and cheese mac or cheeseburger mac whatever stuff. So, you just put meat and cheese together with carbs. I mean, our generation likes that a lot. So, I get it. It's it's comforting. I put ketchup on it cuz I like ketchup. So, not hearing cool. any problems. <laughs> I'm good with all of that. Cool. Good. Okay. So for mine, a very basic, simple one. However, I think, again, you can really jazz this thing up. Quesadillas. I absolutely love quesadillas. I think there is an art form to making them um, along the lines of Tom when he's talking about Joshua Weissman. He does a quesadilla, I believe. But there's also this show from Epicurious on YouTube, and it's uh, three levels of cooking. So they have uh, different, they have an amateur, a big, or a intermediate chef and then a professional chef uh, do their versions of said items. And, you know, the, the amateur one is always like, I, I just get the mission tortillas and I get the bag cheese. And then the intermediate guys like, well, I grind or I shred my own cheese and then I'm going to get these really nice, like organic um, flour tortillas. And then the pro chef is like, I'm going to make my own tortillas and then I'm going to milk a cow and get the own cheese and not like that hardcore, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so, Anyways, um, what I do for mine, always one tortilla, always a big tortilla. Uh, It's very important that that's greased up, though, too. So you can butter the tortilla just lightly. I would say very lightly because it'll burn quicker. And um, low and slow is the way to go with with a quesadilla. You do not need to cook it fast. It's actually going to burn the tortilla instead of the cheese. But always have it open face so that way you can drip your ingredients in. But I put If I want to do some shredded chicken or some, you could do some steak if you wanted to some, again, tofu, veggies, whatever, uh, you don't want to overdo it because then it'll be a little hard to cook, but you can put, uh, a spoonful of beans, um, in there. And then the fun part is after you fold it over and, you know, obviously your cheeses and spices after you fold it over, make sure you pull that bad boy out when it's, it's golden brown and uh, cut it because cutting it is important to see how the cheese melted on the inside. I always top it with salsa, avocado, cotija cheese, and cilantro. Um, You can squeeze some lime in there if you'd like, but quesadillas are so damn good. And when you are just hankering for something or like I came home on Saturday after the game and I'm like, oh yeah, oops, I forgot to eat. So I made a quesadilla and it was awesome, but I used a piece of naan with that. 
It wasn't uh, oh. it wasn't tortilla. It was good. You no, know what you know what that still sounds really good. It was really mm-hmm. good, and I had I had uh, avocado with it, and then some hot sauce, and pretty basic one, but it still was tasty. Uh, I I learned something very recently, and that's that you should not use the pre shredded cheese mm-hmm. when you're making nachos or quesadillas or tacos because there's like a wax film on the outside Mm -hmm. of them Mm -hmm. so it doesn't melt right i never even thought about that and i've been using that stuff for years and i can't wait to make my next like nachos or quesadilla so that i can use actual cheese like great cheese myself like an adult instead of just reaching into a bag and throwing it at whatever i'm making Uh, i don't i people should tell me these things a lot earlier I hear you. I absolutely I hear you. But, but yes, that's I've known that for a while. You really want to shred your own cheese. It's, yeah, shred your own cheese. It's like it's such a, a betrayal. <laughs> like I thought you did the work for me, but you're working nope. against me. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, cheddar cheese melts. Well, American cheese melts the best, but you're not really going to use American cheese for a quesadilla. I wouldn't yeah. at least. Uh, but cheddar's just as good. And then, yeah, you Colby Jack, you can kind of use whatever, but just spice it up with the quesadilla. That's all I would say is you can use something like a an American cheese, but you're going to get an American quesadilla and it's going to be boring. So jazz it up, add some spice, add some flavor, some tagine if you want, like anything you want, man. It's It's good stuff. Yeah, well, I'll move on to my next one because it's an item that could be put into this quesadilla because... Uh, my favorite steak to make is skirt steak. Um, it's delicious. It's the best steak there is. I don't care. Ribeyes are fine. Filet mignon. Okay. Skirt steak is the way to go. Um, the way that I do it is I do a dry rub of cumin, ancho chili powder, paprika, cinnamon, garlic powder, salt and pepper. You rub that all over, throw it in a pan with some oil and you cook it you know, get it medium rare and then you let it rest. And then here's the thing. You can do a lot of stuff with that skirt steak. Now Uh, you could throw that into a taco, into a quesadilla. You could throw it into a burrito bowl. You can throw it in just about anything and make that thing a thousand times better. Uh, I like to make a garlic kind of sauce and throw it on non bread. And just cut it up, non-bread garlic sauce, throw on like some red onions, some cilantro, and that's the best little delicious sandwich you're going to have. I make skirt steak as often as I can because it's great. And now that I said it, now I want a burrito and skirt steak tonight. (laughs) It's it's all adding up. I'm going to get real, real full tonight. Skirt steak's good. It's great for for tacos, like you were saying. You just uh, slice it a certain way, you know, and you can jazz it up. It cooks real easy. Um, I'm not a big beef guy in general, but I do like a good piece of steak. And if you're doing carne asada, then yeah, there you go. It's some good shit right there. Skirt steak is un- underrated. Underrated. <laughs> uh, yeah. I completely agree. <laughs> All right, so I'm on number four now. You okay. sure are. Now, you think your stomach hurt before, Zach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. This one is so goddamn decadent and such a sin against God and man that even my fat, unholy ass reserves it specifically for holidays only. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The noodles are the easy part of this five cheese mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Five cheese mac and cheese. And noodles are the easy part. You know what to do there. Yes, you could do rotini. You could do it all kinds of different ways. But elbow mac is where it goes. That's that's the standard. But anyway, either way, you're going to have to make like a box and a half because this thing is a lot. This is a beast. So uh, so the star- you got to make the sauce. And that starts with some butter and dry mustard. You got to cook that up and brown that. Then you got to stir in slowly some some cups of whole milk, right? A couple cups of whole milk and slowly. Once you start cooking with milk, though, you got to be careful because it, it can burn them. That, that's no good. Um, you got to do it over real low heat and then get ready to die uh, because you got to add two cups of cheddar, cup of mozzarella, cup of shredded Parmesan, an eight ounce container of Philadelphia cream cheese. Of course. Oh, yes. 
And then you can either go Asiago, which is what I prefer, or some Gouda, which is what Mandy prefers. So good. On, yeah, it is. It is that we did that last year and everybody really loved it. So uh, there's no there's, you can't go wrong with the Gouda. But anyway, that's a lot of cheese. So uh, there's nothing cheap about that one. And at all, it, this is definitely a decadent holiday meal. Um, it is kind of easy. It's just working with a cheese sauce a little bit tough. And it's also kind of messy if you, if you don't do it right i've tried blending the sauce together to make it like smoother and you know i ended up making a mess and it's just it's it's real easy to do that but um cheese can be uncooperative um anyway melt it all blend it as smooth on as little heat as possible it takes patience to do this um once you've done you got to grease up a baking pan you gotta you could mix up your cheese and your noodles together to make it easier to mix and then pour it into the pan Sprinkle more cheese over the top because we haven't had enough cheese yet. Of course. Bake about 20 to 30 minutes. And then I have no idea what kind of carnage that thing does to the human body. I just know that it's delicious beyond reason. And every holiday party I take it to, it gets eaten. I have been on the end of the eating portion of that many a time. And I've enjoyed each and every time. It is a tasty mac and cheese. Do you, do you put a crust on it? You know how like you can do like breadcrumbs and stuff uh, for the crust. That's how I usually do my mac and cheeses uh, before I bake it. You sprinkle that on the very top um, before you you uh, finish it off. And, I do not yeah. do that. I oh. I've seen people do that, and I don't have a problem with it. It's just not something I I prefer doing. I think you should try to crumble up Tim's Cascade jalapeno chips and use that as the crust topping, and it is very good. Hello. Yeah. So I I mean, yes, five cheese mac and cheese would be very heavy in my stomach, but I'm still going to eat the shit out of it because I love mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. I I, hot sauce and ketchup. That's what I put on it, though. I I have to have something to help it slide down the gullet. Whatever you want to do, man. (laughs) Okay, I just thought about it. And why would you go with that chip? One Cheetos is already another cheese you can add. Are we going to fight about this again? You could do a Cheeto crust on top. A six cheese mac and cheese. Making it a six cheese, technically, I guess. I don't know how I feel about calling (laughs) Cheetos cheese. But but I think I'm okay with it. (laughs) I do not need your encouragement at all. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to probably do it. Oh, and you could do one half normal Cheeto and one half, half the spicy oh, Cheetos. God almighty. That <laughs> oh, might be the only man. decent use for like those Cheetos I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> oh, so good. I, I hate it, but I'll have to try it. Sounds anyway, good. no, again, though, this is that is holidays only. That is not a weekday. That's not even a weekend. That is holidays only. It's just too... <laughs> Too decadent, too and decadent. I can't imagine yeah. trying to eat that in the summer. No way. That's holidays and deathbed. <laughs> Those yeah, are the two options. Much. That's it. That's it. Oof. Oof. I'm, I feel full just talking about it. <laughs> Zach, why don't you move on to yours so we stop thinking about delicious, delicious mac and cheese? All right. Well, do you guys like Lucky Charms? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a tofu recipe for you that tastes exactly like Lucky Charms. I shit (laughs) you. I shit you not. Um, So I like tofu. No surprise there. I've been talking about it for ages. Uh, It is one of the things that I ate a lot of for the protein source when I was not eating meat. Um, Even though I do eat meat now, I still eat tofu. Uh, Lemongrass tofu is amazing. So, Tom, have you ever used lemongrass? Or I guess, Eric, have you ever used lemongrass? I've used no, I don't believe lemongrass I in certain dishes. So it has this sweet taste to it. Uh, it's not as lemony as you would think. It's more of a candy confectioner taste. And when you cook with it, especially with oil, uh, sesame oil to be exact, those blend very well and it almost creates like a syrup. So what you do is I air fry my tofu. I just season it with some salt. Uh, make sure to dry it out uh, with a paper towel so you get some of the water out. And the salt also helps with that absorption. And cook it. Get it kind of golden brown. And meanwhile, in your pan, you have... Uh, I use um, avocado oil and then I put some sesame oil in there. And I... Uh, Uh, zest a lemon and cook the lemon peel in the oil to give it a lemon zesty kind of flavor to it. I take that out 
And then I put my lemongrass in there with um, some, you can kind of put whatever type of herbs you want. You could do some rosemary if you wanted. That might be a little overpowering, but I think I just, I think last time I did, I just did that, just the lemongrass to kind of get it going. And it just creates this like syrupy taste. Then I toss my tofu in there, uh, put some peppers, put some chili pepper flakes, put some turmeric if you want, just like a little bit, and uh, maybe some onion. Some onion is good too. And put that over rice or just eat it as it is. I promise you it tastes like Lucky Charms. It's so delicious. Lemongrass tofu, very easy to make. I've done it a bunch and I love it. Well, maybe I'll have to try it just because I like to test whether or not things do taste like Lucky Charms. That's why I eat. That's why I eat most foods. It's like, ooh, is this like Lucky Charms? Oh no, that's not Lucky Charms at all. That's just olive oil. (laughs) Yeah, it's very, very good. Mm. I just go get some Lucky Charms. No, I know. I I know it's going to say he could do that too. I mean, both work. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? Maybe one of these days you can cook it up and we'll try it. Oh, uh, yeah, I have a little potluck. There you go. Okay. That's not well, a bad idea, actually. Let me move on to my last one. Um, so once I went over, me and Whitney went over to Gordy's house because we were just going to hang out. He was going to cook some dinner. Uh, and this next one is called Gordy's Chicken uh, because it's the recipe I got from Gordy. Uh he he cooked his on the on the grill outside, which is the better way to do it. But you can do it in a pan. Uh, what you do is you take boneless chicken thighs, throw them in a plastic bag with some lemon juice, olive oil, garlic, salt, pepper, cumin, paprika, cinnamon, and red pepper flakes. And you let it marinate in that with oh, and some olive oil. Let it marinate in that for the entire day. And then you just throw that in the pan or throw that on the grill, cook it up. Uh, and then to the top of it, you can add uh, either cooked, uncooked, or pickled red onions, whatever way you like them. I like them all three ways, so I might do a little of each. Uh, some fresh parsley and or fresh cilantro. Um, and then any sauce you want on some non bread. Uh, I make this once Every like month and a half, uh, I probably make it more to, more than Gordy, the man who I named it after. Uh, and I make it all the time. It's so good and it's so easy because it's just marinate, throw in a pan, throw toppings on top of it, and you got a little sandwich there. No fuss <laughs> whatsoever. Just like Gordy, no fuss. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and for some reason, it starts singing Disney songs. <laughs> and for some reason, it just starts belting out every Hercules song, even <laughs> the ones that were in that were cut out of the movie. I don't know how it knows them. <laughs> he has a bonus content. That sounds really tasty. <laughs> it is really. It's just. It's basically just a Mediterranean chicken on a non bread. Like, mm-hmm. and it is so good. I mean, oh. non is delicious. So put, putting anything on non is delicious. Yeah, I think non is my favorite type of bread. Like, it's yeah. so good. I uh, I go back and forth between that and like a, a real traditional French baguette because that is it like almost melts in your mouth. It's that good. But non is fantastic. I I I would bet that Gordy's chicken would be very good on either. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be good on either either. Either <laughs> both. Huh? I don't know why I'm messing up words. I say either. Uh, either. But uh, well, and the main reason I like non is because I can always say it's none of your business. And then Whitney rolls her eyes at me and walks away um, every single time because oh, you got to do that as a husband. You got to try to drive your wife away. <laughs> this is the uh, way. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> Well, very good. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope she doesn't listen to this. Oh, wait, she doesn't. All right. On to you, Eric. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Last one. It might be just about my favorite meal ever. It's stroganoff. Beef stroganoff. Uh, I don't know if you guys, you've had that before. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I actually like it better with venison. Like, because that's how what you know we grew up making was with like venison stew meat. I know a lot of people make it with hamburger, like, you know, what I, I, I prefer it with actual chunks of stew meat. That's the way um, any red meat will do, though. Um, but it's got to be big chunks of stew meat for me. And you got to also have um, 
egg noodles. For me, it's got to be egg noodles. That's where that's it. Egg noodles, cream and mushroom with big beef or venison chunks. That's stroganoff to me. Um, throw in the meat, brown it up, throw in some onion. You could throw in water at that point or beef broth. Obviously, beef broth is going to add more flavor. If you're concerned about you know salt, get the low sodium. I always go low sodium on that stuff anyway. It's just good sense. Um, cup of sour cream, can of cream of mushroom soup, top in some. I like tossing in some fresh mushrooms as well. Sorry, Gordy, you can turn this off now. We're almost at the end. You don't have to listen to this part. Uh, and, you know, if you're feeling a little peppy, you could throw in some mushrooms, you know, uh, salt and pepper to taste. Like I said, egg noodles are essential. But that to me is it's quick. It's it's filling. It's hearty. It's delicious. It's cheap. It's easy. It's warm. And I haven't made it in a long time. And I don't know why. I just I just don't think about it very often, except for when I think about stuff like this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I love stroganoff. Why haven't I made it in forever? Uh, Anyway, yes, shrug it off. Yeah, my dad my dad had about 15 recipes he would always make. He just rotated through those all through my childhood. Hot dogs with tortillas. With <laughs> hot dogs with tortillas, and he would make his famous burritos, his bean burritos that were somehow the best thing ever. But beef stroganoff was one of the things that he would make. We'd have it every, like, 15 days. We'd have it on rotation where we're just eating that. Uh, but, yeah, I always love beef stroganoff. It's so good. Oh, I think he put like he put like little he would cut up steak, cook the steak and then throw it in there. That'll work. That's a, that's yeah. a perfect example of a use of skirt steak. You could totally use that yeah. as a substitute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. So I don't eat beef stroganoff anymore because I just got out of that stuff like years and years and years ago. But the only time I ever actually do eat it is when I backpack. So there are certain backpacking meals because it's all just it's just about the calories at that point. You can still make it taste really good, but they do have like a beef stroganoff one from Mountain House that is pretty tasty, uh, especially when you put hot sauce on it. But how I do my backpacking meals is I bring tortillas with me. So you can make like a beef stroganoff burrito, basically. You can even jazz it up even more and bring some beef jerky with you, shred that up and put it into the beef stroganoff so you get even more beef. And it's it's pretty good, especially when you're out and you just hiked, you know, like 10, 12 miles and you're like, I got to eat something. But yeah, it's I could see that for sure. Oh, that's my list. Beef stroganoff. Nice. OK, my final one is great. And as soon as we are done with the show, I will make it tonight because I got all the ingredients. Um, I <laughs> oh, discovered yeah. I discovered this. I don't know how maybe on like Instagram or something like that, uh, but it's chicken chili verde. And I have an Instant Pot. I love convenience. I love my Instant Pot. Uh, Very easy to make. So you just get tomatillos. You get poblano peppers, jalapeno, onion. And uh, I'm going to add some diced bell peppers. And then you add chicken thighs, a bunch of seasoning, and water. There's nuance to that. You can add garlic if you want. I obviously am not going to. Um, It is fantastic. Just hit the soup button. It will melt down the tomatillos. You have to quarter them. It will melt down the tomatillos with the water um, and everything just gets kind of blended nicely. It is so delicious. Uh, I don't know if you guys have had Chili Verde, but oh, yeah. like it just hits the freaking spot. Um, I'm going to top it with some uh, diced onions and some cilantro and then, of course, some hot sauce, too. But like, my goodness, I am so excited talking about it now because I'm going to eat it in, in an hour, basically, and <laughs> I'll have a bunch left over. So I'm just going to keep eating it throughout the week on these nice warm days. So <laughs> yeah, chicken chili verde, especially <laughs> from the instant pot. Uh, it's going to get so hot soon. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm so excited for my birthday. It's supposed to be like 75 and nice. I'm like shorts weather, baby. I'm wearing shorts. I am well, yeah, very like, pumped about that. I'm wearing shorts to the game on Wednesday, uh, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll be sitting out. You'll be sitting directly in the sun too. So yeah. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's my list. Chicken Chili Verde, the final one. All right. These are some pretty good lists. Should I do a rundown of these lists? Yeah, oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, I had cucumber watermelon salad, udon noodles, risotto, skirt steak, and Gordy's delicious chicken. Eric had spaghetti, tacos, cheesy sausage rotini, five cheese mac. Or, Five cheese mac and cheese. For some reason, I didn't want to see cheese twice. Uh, stroganoff. Zach had pesto pasta, burrito bowl, quesadilla, lemongrass tofu that tastes like Lucky Charms, and chicken chili verde. 
that sounds delicious. These are all things that I want to eat now. Well, yeah. All right. Pretty good list. <laughs> yeah. Let me uh, go ahead and wrap this up so we can all go make our dinners now that we're all hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, all righty. Thank you for tuning in to the Top 5 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at PodcastTop5, at ZachDale60, at TomTop5, and at SnackBurglar, where you can give us ideas, tell us if we're crazy, or you can suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, and we know you must have, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. Thank you all, and remember, it's okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. What do you call a semi-aquatic reptile that loves Mexican food? Mm. Anyone? Anyone? A taco dial. (laughs) Dad joke supreme. (laughs) I love tacos. Uh, All right. Well, see you guys later. Bye. Bye.